2: Follow the the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money.
3: This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Pauly Howard on VCN.
4: Here we go. Welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, along with Pauly Howard, as we are live in downtown Las Vegas. From the Circa Resort and Casino on tap over the next three hours, Josh Applebaum will join the program in 30 minutes. v Sin sports betting analyst on a couple of bets that he likes. Lines to look out for this week in the NFL. Uh, Golf is back this week, which is outstanding. I love watching the events in Hawaii, and it would be tremendous to kick off the season with a winner. Indy Jeff Seeley Mm. will join the program. Great golf handicapper, friend of the show in an hour. And Mike Palm, who is the VP of Circa right here, where we broadcast from, in studio today for an hour coming up back end of the show. Well, the latest, Pauly, that we have on uh, Demar Hamlin, the defensive back for the Buffalo Bills, nothing new. Um, it's it's still the same from last night when his uncle told the media that uh, he was on a ventilator. Uh, he did improve to 50% oxygen needed after being at 100% when he originally got to the hospital And uh, that is the latest info that we have on DeMar Hamlin at this hour. And if anything happens over the next three hours, obviously we will keep you abreast of any situation uh, with his status. We can get into the uh, nuts and bolts of what this does mean moving forward today on the program, such as what the NFL announced yesterday, that the uh, game has been suspended and uh, it will not be resumed this week. So how on earth is the NFL going to tinker with this if they do it all, or not just simply call it uh, a tie and move on
3: with that? I, I don't know what they're going to do. I find it hard to believe that they would push the playoffs back, everyone a whole a full week, and then use that time off between the championship games and the Super Bowl just for the sake of one game. I can't see them doing that. Even though it's important for seeding, but I would just it's, say you know those are the breaks, act of God, whatever you want to say. That uh, to me, the better option would be if they would happen to meet in the second round of the playoffs, you play on a neutral. I think that's a better scenario than pushing everything back a week mm. just for this. I, and I think if you, uh, to me, it comes down to the Bills. Now, for this crowd about we've always done it this way and get back, I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, You know what happened? As the uncle said yesterday, he had to be resuscitated on the field and at the hospital. So if the Bills want to take – just say we're good. That's fine. It should be up to the Bills and what they're dealing with in the grieving process. But I think if you talk to the Bengals and the Bills, they would say, "Okay, well, we play Sunday, and then maybe they would be a play."
4: Then I, it's going to come down to the concessions and splitting the revenue on the game. Would would they agree to a yeah. 50-50 split compared to the home team earning all of that and you know getting all that money? Uh, I, I that's I, maybe because of the situation they would.
3: Where would they play it? Probably Detroit. Well, you're not going to make anyone happy. I mean, you just you're, someone's. Oh no, do it. no, that's, this, that's just how it is. Here, here's I mean, the it's, thing: it, it's
4: it's kind of like sports books and how they have to go by their house rules with what happened mm-hmm. on Monday night. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. I mean, because betters are going to be pissed off one way or the other. It doesn't matter what some people tell you from sports books. They tell you like we can't we can't just make rules up. Here are our rules, and we'll send them out to you. And if you don't like it, I I can't really get into an argument because we're not going to change the rules based on what you want. We can't do it. We can tinker with with the rules in the offseason, but no matter what you do, when you complain, we're never going to appease everybody. Mm -hmm. And so whatever the NFL's decision is with this game, it's going to be maybe 50-50, 60-40, whatever it is. People will be irate one way or the other. There's no question. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I cannot imagine that the league is going to say, here's the plan. We're going to play week 18. And then we're gonna play this game, one game next week, yeah, that's to decide it, yeah. Po- potentially the one seed in the AFC. will push the playoffs back, and then we're gonna go from having a bye week between the title games and the Super Bowl to having no bye week. You could do that. I just I can't imagine a scenario where the NFL comes up with that idea. Mm-hmm. And they, and they push it through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it possible just to call it a tie? Is that okay? No contest? Do, do people get pissed? Or, or do they say, yeah, it's no, yeah, there's no result, and both these teams play 16 games? That's another one where it comes down to win totals, by the way, yeah. as a betting nugget uh-huh. that people are going to be, because most books will not grade a win total until every game has been played, or that's part of the rules as well, like all 17 games, be, despite the Bengals already going over, like every potential win total, doesn't matter. Uh, most most house rules will tell you that 17 games need to be played.
3: Everything can't be teddy bears and ice cream. A life, uh, You have adversity in life. Sometimes it gives you a bad hand. We just went through this years ago with COVID. You're going to get some crazy things that can happen yeah. with rules and what happens and changing schedules and all this. That's correct. So from time to time, this can occur, and it's a shame... Uh, and uh, I'll see what Goodell decides to do. Uh, they also haven't announced the time. Remember, the time of the Cincinnati-Baltimore game was determined on what was going to happen Monday night, too, this game coming up Sunday. All right? But when that was going to be, depending on who won that game. they so,
4: Yeah, they still haven't even put a time on that game at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh, I thought this was a really cool idea when it comes to fantasy leagues, and I know that uh, some of the big ones are tweeting out they have to go by their rules and what the league decided to do. This is from Wayne. He emailed the show, ftm at vcin.com. He pointed out that they've been in a league with 12 overall people for 21 years now. That's a long league with the same 12 people to be playing in. He wrote in the email, after the terrible event that took place on Monday night, all of us decided that we would not have a winner or a second place in our league this year, and we're going to send all the money to GoFundMe. I think what I'm gonna I I love that idea. And I think Mm -hmm. here's what I'm gonna do today because I never reached out yesterday. This is one example, obviously. I'm in a fantasy championship game. I was down by 25 points ish, maybe 30 points. My opponent had nobody left. I had Joe Burrow and Dawson Knox. It was like based on the projected score, it was a coin flip. I think I'm gonna reach out to the commissioner today and say, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Wayne's idea and say, what do you think about this? Because there's no second-place winner. It's winner-take-all in this league. Okay. So the person with a 23-point lead right now might disagree with this. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say, I love this idea. What if you just take all of the winnings and send it over to the GoFundMe? I I love that, Wayne. Great job out of you guys.
3: Yep, yep. And maybe uh, some contests and other people decide to uh, change things in light of what happened Monday as well. I know uh, down the street in one of the contests, if you played the game Monday— it's a loss. Zero. Here, it's a, you get a half a point. Half a point. In the contest here. Uh, how they determine that. And then um, imagine if you had it in Survivor. Can you imagine that scenario? That would have been something as well. I mean, you make it all the way. Yeah. And it, it just so happens
4: to be a Monday night matchup with uh, tied for the most combined wins in the history of Monday night football. It's that big of a game. And so the implications mm-hmm. were obviously widespread. And uh, first and foremost, it's the kids' health. We all understand that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then everything that was
3: impacted because of it and not going to get played this week is a uh, trickle-down effect. But also, you, it looked like Survivor's was going to be impacted by uh, the power with the Tennessee fiasco, which looked like that. Well, That's right. Be in delay too. So quite the run here. You said yesterday uh, that could this be Thibodeau Part 2 with Dayball? And there's the move because when we got off the air, DraftKings put the awards back up. And the move on Dayball now for coach of the year. You might have something here with your analogy in comparison with the New York market and the coaches, because he is as low as three to one now mm-hmm. with the Giants clinching and locked into the sixth seed. It's a race. Now it didn't they didn't do Sirianni any favors. What Minshew, how he looked, he's now plus one fifty, Shanahan two to one, Dayball three to one. For coach of the year. Yep. What a race. Peterson 10 to one. So I, I tweeted
4: this out on Sunday and I was asking um uh, you know, three different questions. And I and by the way, the votes are still I have you have four days to vote yet at Mitch Moss Radio. I asked who wins offensive rookie of the year, who wins comeback player of the year, and who wins coach of the year? Uh right now Brian Dable, forty two percent of the vote, ahead of Dan Campbell, twenty three percent of the vote. Um the responses I got, I and I did not have Doug Peter you can only have four people in the poll. I did not put Doug Peterson there. Maybe I could have put an other, but of the people who responded to that tweet, bringing up another name, basically everybody said it has to be Doug Peterson. He's got a great case, Mm. but look at that. He's still 10 to one. And the reason why I'm calling it Thibodeau all over again is because there is a little bit of bias baked into the New York market. And I know people are upset that he's what, three, six, and one down the stretch, but also they got off to a nice start. And when you look at it, realistically, should Brian Dayball be behind Kyle Shanahan I mean, the 49ers are loaded. How
3: much talent do the Giants truly have? Well, I see both sides. He's winning. He hasn't lost a game with Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. I know, I know. Uh, but like most people will point out the Giants' roster stinks for the most part. Not, a, not a, Remember, a year yeah. ago, they're running that stupid quarterback sneak yep. from inside their own five. That's right. And, and oh, by the <laughs> way, I mean, all signs
4: pointed to the team punting on Danny Dimes going forward. Yeah, yeah. Now the guy's playing well. Well, who gets credit for that? Mm-hmm. It has to be Dable. And now the Giants are actually, the rumors came out last week, they're probably going
3: to extend Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley. Yep, and Purdy is as low as 4-1 to for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, that can't happen. I mean, oh, he'd only play six, seven games. That, there's no way that can happen. How about that. that? That's going to be an awful day if
4: that, if that <laughs> comes is right in. there. Uh, all, all, the other responses that we got to that uh, that I saw on the poll after Monday night was just give it to Zach Taylor after what he did.
3: Yeah, I like that. You
4: know, because he moved on to 20-1 to as well. Yep. Uh winter sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds and boost. Whether you are a football, hockey, or basketball fan, hockey was off the rails last night with the goal scored. Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week for new promotions like their Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Sunday football parley insurance, and more. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. We will recap last night's betting action. With win some, lose some coming up next. And Paulie reached out to two different respected odds makers here in Las Vegas. He asked for projected first round playoff point spreads in the NFL. Two games had different numbers per these odds makers. And we'll ask you which side will you be betting? Paulie will run down those projected point spreads in the NFL playoffs next here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Hey guys, it's Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, really get Creighton, you know, watch Creighton.
3: Win some, lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily
2: specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Wow, winning! Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser. Holly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some.
3: Premier League Monday: Brentford was five to one. They surprised Liverpool three to one yesterday. Arsenal, Newcastle draw plus 280. Rashford to score a goal, plus 175. Totals didn't work out for Nigel, but he called that again with Rashford to score for Man U. Bucks-Wizards over, 226 up to 230. 123 to 113. OKC Moneyline 5-1. Ask me again about uh, Nets to win the division. Boston routed against the Thunder and Alexander didn't play. No Shea. He was out of the game. They scored
4: 150 on the Celtics. The, uh, Boston now a half a game up of the red hot Nets. I had to take the Nets plus. There was a spot in town plus five fifty to win the division last night. Had to, it's no longer there.
3: Hey, I'm like, that. what are you talking about? That that's a that hor- uh, couldn't be right. Oh yeah, yeah it was, I, show, it was I, right. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yes. I can't believe it. It's way too. It's outrageous uh, yeah. what that was. Vancouver goal in the first ten on the road. Goal in the first ten. Yes, eighteen and one run. Finally had a loser over the weekend. Oilers goal in the first 10 at home. 17-4 run. San Jose at home. 11-1 run goal in the first 10. Calgary on the road goal in the first 10. 13-3 run. Thanks to Ian Duncan for those numbers. Subscribe, be part of the team. Visa and Pro, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these videos. This is like a dire wolf from Game of Thrones. Look at the size of this guy. And he's singing in the rain, too. He's getting a bath. He's talking, having a good time. Big fellow, what's a malumet? How do you pronounce it? I think so. Yeah. Look at the size. What, he got to be? Three hundred pounds? Oh, way bigger than the human being oh, bathing him. Right. If he would stand up. Look at the size of his head. Wow. That's oh a my big God. Guard. God. Yeah. And it's a bowling lo- ball. Yeah. Right. He's loving the bath. He's having a good time, and he's letting everyone know about it too. He likes to sing. That is excellent. Uh look at this duck. <laughs> the kiss. The, uh, the the couple is uh, kissing on the bed, and the dog's looking about what's going on. I don't know if he's jealous or he oh, wants to. Oh, de- he's
4: jealous. He's like,
3: what's going on here? Yeah, I don't care at- for what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? Where's my action? Yeah, that is great. Look at him. What gives? Looks like the dog from The Mask with Jim Carrey. I'm an in. <laughs> I, I, I am not happy with what's going on here. I don't care for it. Uh, the freak went for 50 last night. That's the 14th time this season a player with at least 50 points. There's been 14. There were 19 all of last year. What a run we're on in the association. huh? It's every single night something
4: crazy happens, and it yeah. was last night. at HEP. That's three in a row now with at least 40-plus for him. He goes for
3: four in a row tonight against Toronto. I think they're uh, on the road against Toronto. I want my game to be boring, he said. It's like come out, you know. You know, not, I'm just gonna do this every play, and you can't stop it. That's okay. <laughs> One lose some Boston OKC under 235 down to 232 150 to 117. My God, again some good videos and some good tweets. Look at this. The sea was angry that day, Mitch. Oh, Look man. at this ship in the Atlantic Ocean coming. Oh my God, it's right out of a movie. Up and down in the roller coaster there. I mean, that is vicious. No, I consider... Oh, I couldn't do it. I I have
4: a pretty strong stomach. I don't think I could handle this. I've been up in Alaska halibut fishing. It was nothing close to that. But it was—we're talking 10, 12 footers
3: like the entire time. I mean, that's got now. What's the TV show? Deadliest Catch. Oh yeah. How good is that? I used but to watch. I used to watch every right. single
4: episode of that. But the, the waves would never get like this. Oh, that's unbelievable. Man. Me right. I mean, right? Oh, can you imagine being on that? But holy, cr- oh no right. way. I love this. This was
3: Dave Pash. He was on the. <laughs> can- <laughs> this is so good. I love it. He was on the <laughs> Kansas State Alabama game. Dave Pash is a play-by-play guy. Here's tweet number one while he's doing the game. Dave. I get that you're human, and you like and hate teams like the rest of us. Okay, freeze it. Who th- come on. No, no, no. That's not. First of all, you're wrong right off the bat. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. But could you try to disguise how bad you want Kansas State to win? Be more professional, Dave. Uh-huh. Shame on you. Same game, moments later. Dave, I know it's 35-10, to 10, but for goodness sake, there are two teams out there. Unless you're a tight alum, let's be a little bit balanced here. <laughs> Oh, by the way, what is this? An insult from 1960? Ah, for Pete's sake! Ah, yeah, yeah. oh, for heaven's yeah. to Betsy! What are you doing? Can't good, good golly, Miss Molly! For, sake, for Pete's sake,
4: Dave! I can't Clean imagine. I cannot imagine the reaction that national play-by-play guys
3: get on a daily basis. Right. It has to be the you're same you're thing over and over. You're and clearly over again. favoring the oh, tie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be yeah. A professional. Come on. There you go. Win some, lose some. Presented by Rivers, your hometown book. If your first wager loses. Receive a free bet equal to your stake up to $500. Learn more, betrivers.com. I am very intrigued by uh, potential uh, playoff matchups in the NFL, and I reached out to Ed Sammons and the guys at the Westgate down the street, the Superbook, and uh, Chris Bennett here at Circa about a couple of playoff games. I asked Dallas and Tampa, the guys at the Westgate made Dallas four and a half? Chris Bennett, and I know they're busy, and they got a lot going on, and it was Monday, and with bowl games and everything, and Chris said, without putting a lot of thought into it, I make Dallas three. So four and a half and three. I think that was an absolute fluke, what Evans and Brady did. It was Carolina banged up in the secondary and fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. That was ridiculous that Evans hit the three home runs on them. So I I, I know, but the other thing is that Dallas defense is, Atrocious. So, okay. Dobbs threw it on him. Remember, remember what Minshew did against him now. Oh, I know. And it, he couldn't move it against the Saints. So what would you rather bet then?
4: In a hypothetical world, would you rather lay the three with Dallas or take the four and a half with Tampa Bay? I would
3: lay it with I lay the three with Dallas. Oh. I still think Tampa Bay is a bad team. I will be betting Tampa Bay plus four and oh, a half without okay. hesitation. All right. Yeah. No doubt in my well, mind. Well, you have to have concerns about Dak, too.
4: I can't just, win, uh, Not winning big games and turning it over. But I also don't think it opens four. But also, Westgate, they're the first to open these numbers typically. Okay.
3: Okay. So if it does open four and a half, I'll have to have my eyes open. This one appears to be set. Because I can't see the 49ers losing at home to Arizona. And the Giants are locked into the six. Both both places made the Vikings three at home against the Giants. That has to be the number. Yeah. That's it. Boom. And then let let people bet it how they want. Mm-hmm. Here at Circa, the Vikings and the Packers have the exact same odds to win the Super Bowl. The Packers aren't even in yet. That's hilarious. They're not even in the playoffs. They have the same odds. One team can
4: still get the two seed. <laughs> yes. And win their 13th game of the season. The other team not even in the playoffs yeah. as of right
3: now. They're both 30-1 to one here. Unbelievable. And the Niners at home against Green Bay. Looks like it could be the 2-7. Probably will be the 2-7. Westgate makes San Francisco 4.5. Circa makes San Francisco Five and a half. What do you think about that? I think Green Bay is below average. I think it's a horrible matchup for him. Rodgers has never done well against San Francisco in the playoffs. And a big reason why is because they are physical. And they will be physical with the Green Bay wide receivers. And with these young guys, I think they will get punched in the mouth. Use the cliche, whatever. And they will just they be too physical for him. They won't be able to move the ball. Rodgers will look for the veterans that he has. Like he did last year, and it cost him, and they got beat. And uh, they will have no problem running the ball on a bad Green Bay defense, run defense. Okay, so I, I also, th-
4: yeah, you're exactly right with that part. San Francisco can beat them up with their offensive line using Kittle as a blocker and get McCaffrey going on the ground. You can absolutely run all day on Green Bay's defense. Uh, my, Okay, a couple of thoughts on this. I thought the number would be six. Uh-huh. I made it higher. I okay. thought it'd be higher. Okay, and then so yeah. to see as low as potentially four and a half, I also thought, well, maybe if they make it six, they know that like the sharp money will not stop on Green Bay, so they don't want to go that high. Was my potential thought. But if you make it, ah f- mm. oh, man, it's a Vegas trap, is what it is, Paulie. <laughs> How does San Francisco not handle this team? And that maybe that's the problem, right? It almost seems a little fishy to me. It seems a little off, and then that that can be a problem when it feels like that to me. Four and a half, just it that, that's. Good, good discussion,
3: man. It, it might I mean, be the best uh, team in football to a team that has struggled for most of right, the year. Right, and then you have the what if? What if Purdy has some adversity finally?
4: Yeah, what if Purdy? Which has, I could see because the sure. Green
3: Bay secondary it is a very good unit. Well, especially how they shut down Jefferson. What they did. Yeah, but if Purdy has an interception early, what if Purdy has to come from behind? Although we did it against the Raiders, I understand, but uh, still. Well, yeah, another one. What if Rodgers has to come from behind? He's not great at that. Yeah, late in game. He just never has been. I just think it's a terrible matchup Not for Green Bay. Terrible. Yep. I mean, that's just gonna that, that 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 game. I think you might have said it. That'll be Minnesota, San Francisco. Years ago, when the when Garoppolo threw like eight passes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's just here comes the run every play, and nothing you can do about it. We're gonna beat you up. We're more physical. Nothing you can do about it. That's kind of how I feel about the game.
4: Yep. Yep. All right, let's so follow the money here on Vison the sports betting network. Up next. Josh Applebaum is a betting analyst here on the network, also hosts two different daily podcasts here. Uh, He'll join the program. He will run down three different bets that he likes on today's show. He is involved in the the national title game in college football. He has an angle that he likes on the Pats-Bills game. I can't wait to find out what that is. And Brown Steelers as well. Find out who he likes and why coming up here on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Is follow the money on VCN. Welcome back. Become a VCN Pro subscriber for $79. Get access to everything we do through the big dance and the madness. Sign up today. You'll get $20 to buy hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VCN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of the plays made by every host and every guest. Betting splits, betting reports, limited time offer. Sign up now. Get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March. visoncom slash subscribe. Josh
4: Applebaum joins the program now. Sports betting analyst right here on VEASAN. Also the host of two different podcasts, Morning Bets and Market Insights. Josh, good morning. Thanks for the time. Before we get into a couple of uh, NFL angles that you like this week, let's begin with next Monday's national title game in college football. Where we broadcast from, Circa, they opened up Georgia minus 14 in that game against TCU. I don't think it stayed at 14 for very long. And now, like most books, down to around 12 or 12.5. And also, the total opened up 64, now down to 62.5 or 63. Uh, Are you following the money here? Are you uh, following the steam?
6: What's your angle on TCU and Georgia? So Mitch and Paulie, it's great to be with you. And I'm going to go TCU in the points, but there's one thing that scares me a little bit about TCU. So I'll give you the reason why TCU to me looks like the sharp bet here. Number one, line movement. You mentioned it here, Mitch. You know, you open at a lot of books, you know, Georgia laying 14, a lot of books were 13 and a half. Immediately that first move, as soon as the line dropped, and it's important to me because if you look at a lot of wise guys, they're going to have their own numbers, compare them to what the odds makers have. And they're gonna play their discrepancies. So as soon as this line dropped, it didn't rise up to 14 and a half, 15. It actually fell immediately 14 to 13 and a half. Yesterday it was 13. Now we're 12 and a half. So this is pretty consistent over the last few days with this line going toward TCU. Uh the one th- worry for me with TCU is that they're a very trendy dog. As a contrarian better, I like the dogs that are gross. They're getting, you know, 20% of bets, 30% of bets. TCU is a very public play right now using our vison.com bet splits. They're getting 78% of bets here. Uh, but again, to me, maybe it's pro and Joe here. And again, the public tends to bet these games a little bit closer to game time. So, you know, we're still a, a bunch of days away here. So we'll see how, how they lean with this one. So it worries me that they're so public. But guys, one angle here are bowl dogs and bowl dogs with a line move in their favor. So far this bowl game season, dogs are 56% against the spread. But if the dog has a line move in their favor, They're 8-3 ATS, 73%. We actually saw on Saturday both those dogs, TCU and Ohio State, a dog with the line moving their direction, getting fewer points, the line going away from the favorite toward the dog. Uh, They both cashed with TCU and Ohio State. You also look at the national championship game in particular. It kind of reminds me of the Super Bowl. One thing you look at uh, when you get to this time of year, Super Bowl, national championship, the lines are so sharp. The odds makers have so much data on both teams that line moves are really important here because they uh, basically are taking in big money, causing them to move a number that was pretty sharp to begin with. So if you just look at the national championship game, uh, last eight matchups here, take the team in which the, the team is taking in the line movement. Those teams are six and two ATS. They've covered that number. Also, I want to give a shout out to our colleague Steve McAden. Great article on vsn.com right now with some great uh, trends here on national championship games. Uh, you'll get TCU eight one and one ATS versus elite defenses, giving up seventeen half points or less. Georgia got lit up, obviously won the game, but gave up a bunch of points to Ohio State. So you're thinking TCU could put up some points here as well. Georgia off a close win. Georgia wins by three or less the next game. They're just one and nine ATS. So you eke out a win. You don't really cover the next time out. Uh, an actual national championship favorites, bigger favorites of five or more—they're just four and eleven ATS since 1999. So it worries me that TCU is so public here. I don't love that as a contrarian, but a lot of system matches here, guys, on dogs and, in particular, Bulldogs and big game dogs with line moves in their favor. I, Mitch, we were talking. I wish I got a 14, the 13 and a half. Uh, I'm looking at taking the 12 and a half right now. I like the points here in this matchup with TCU and, and uh, in Georgia
3: to the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers can sneak in the playoffs. Tomlin added again. Uh, I can't believe the total's this high at 40 and a half, and I know the Browns are relishing the opportunity here as they've talked about to knock out Pittsburgh and make sure the Steelers don't make the playoffs.
6: Yeah, you're right, Paulie, and I think uh, you know NFL Week 18, This and it used to be Week 17, this is the hardest week in the NFL to cap these games. I look at it a lot, kind of like a preseason bet, information-based bet. You can't really approach these games the same way you do throughout the regular season because motivations are different. We have teams that are still alive. We have teams that are out of it. We have, you know, players with contract incentives, so it makes it difficult to me. I think you tread lightly, like Walter White to Hank Schrader in Breaking Bad. Tread lightly when it comes to Week 18 here. This one did catch my eye with Cleveland guys. This game opened Pittsburgh as a three-point favorite at home. You're now down to two and a half, and the public split down the middle. And as you mentioned, Paulie, you know, maybe may playing spoiler here with Deshaun Watson, you're eliminated. Uh, But you have one, uh, you know, I think it was like four of their last six. They're playing pretty well here, trying to maybe have a foundation going into next year with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Maybe a teaser play, plus two and a half, up to plus eight and a half. Looks also like it may get back up to three. It is juiced up on this Pittsburgh side. Uh, But if you look at in this spot with Mike Tomlin, I love betting Tomlin as a dog. You know, he covered there in primetime and won outright against the Ravens. 51 and 27 ATS, 65% as a dog. But as a favorite, He's just 81 and 93 ATS, 47%. So uh, to me, it's kind of a bet against uh, or a divisional angle here with the points with Cleveland. We have seen divisional dogs cover over 60% this year. And I'm with you, Paulie. This is a high total. Uh, It's a low total in general, 40 and a half. But for two teams that really have hit a ton of unders recently, it feels kind of high. So I'd be looking toward an outdoor divisional under. This year, they're 34 and 19, 64%. We have seen both teams to the under. In particular, 5 and 0 to the under Cleveland last five. And Pittsburgh is ten and six to the under on the season. Ah, wow,
4: well, very good. It's followed the money here on Veasan, the sports betting network, and Veasan betting analyst Josh Applebaum is our guest. One final game here in the National Football League. I think most books have pulled the Bills Patriots off the board, but the number before Monday night was um, new, uh, Buffalo minus seven and a half total of around forty two and a half. What should people be looking for um, if they if it's not on the board or available to bet right now? Once it pops back back up, what do you have your eyes on?
6: Yeah, so I'd be looking at the Patriots and the points here, Mitch. You know, again, obviously there are bigger things in football right now. We're all praying for Demar Hamlin. If you haven't done it yet, donate a unit uh, to his toy drive there just to show some support. I think it's a good thing to do. Uh, it really, just to show support for Demar right now. But just from a a pure you know betting standpoint here, you're right. Some books have this number posted. Some books don't. Uh, but the books that do have it posted, it is the the line is dropping toward New England here. I saw openers. As high as Patriots getting 10 points, you're now down to seven and a half. The books that I'm seeing that have posted the line are plus seven and a half New England, minus one fifteen. Like this thing may even get down further to seven. So uh, if you look at these big dogs in the NFL, the plus seven or more dogs, uh, they're pretty good. 33 and 22 against the spread, 60%. Obviously Buffalo is going to play for Demar Hamlin. Patriots have motivation as well. If, they're win, if they win, they're in. They're, they control their own destiny here. Uh, and those uh, divisional dogs we mentioned, 60% ATS. Dogs who failed to cover the previous week, 58% ATS. Also, another outdoor divisional under. The weather shouldn't be that big of an issue in Buffalo. It's going to be about 35 degrees, 5-mile-per-hour winds. Uh, but you have seen unders that fall. And this one is opening around 43 and a half. You're down to 42 and a half. When the total falls at least a half point, The under is 60% this year, 49% bets, 82% money on the under. So obviously there are bigger things than football, bigger things than betting. Damar Hamlin is our number one focus here, but books that do have this line do have the line dropping toward the Patriots in a desperation spot. Yeah,
4: well said. Totally agree. You can follow Josh on Twitter. He is at Josh underscore insights. And again, his two podcasts that you can get every day, Morning Bets and Market Insights, wherever you uh, listen to your podcast. Josh, thanks for the time today and uh, best of luck this week.
6: I appreciate it, guys. Have a great day.
4: Yep, you too. And also, Paulie, some uh, other line moves this week. You must mm-hmm. be feeling pretty good with your uh, evident, you know, your, evidently you're going to get some pretty good CLV in the KC Las Vegas game. You bet the Raiders 10 right away on Sunday night slash Monday morning. Well, KC is down to 7.5 at most books. There's an 8 out
3: there as well. Maybe it goes to 7. Could keep coming, yeah. Mm-hmm. Total, uh, 50 up to 52.5 with the total as well. Jets Miami game under forty-two down to thirty-eight. I guess the Jets are going to go with Mike White. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. I, I don't know what the Jets are going to what I'm going to get out of the Jets either after they come out and said we we blew the season. Minnesota up to six. Now the Bears have changed their mind on Fields. They have. I don't know why. Again, why were they playing him last week? They wanted to get him the record. Yeah, and hundred yards rushing in the first quarter. Yeah, that's right. But then uh, is that Peterman time? Could it be Peterman? It's gonna to have to be, oh boy! And now the the Vikings are the early game, so I guess there's you know, they're telling me there's a chance Dumb and Dumber to get the two seed, but they would be the uh, early game. San Francisco coming up at uh, in the late game. Uh, they're playing games with the Tampa game too. After they are what happened with uh, no Brady wants to play, and now they'll he'll play, but how long? That's the question. That was seven, and now it got down to three, and now it's back up to four yeah, with Atlanta. That?
4: I saw it get as high as seven and a half.
3: Okay, And then it got all the way down to three, huh? And
4: now back to where it's at right now with four. Wow. And, and this this Cowboys game has been all over the board. Again, the, the Commanders last week on the look ahead, they were four and a half. Well, they lost. Cowboys opened up seven. That dropped immediately. But now that's in the five and a half range again against Washington. Because uh, the way they placed it here with the late games, the potential one seeds are all going in the afternoon. Can you imagine if there's a scenario where the Giants and uh, the Cardinals are winning in the second half? No. I want that because That'd I wanna be I want I wanna just pound Dallas in play. Hopefully their game's tight. Yeah. Those other two teams are losing and yeah. then you just fire, fire, fire on Dallas in game.
3: Yeah. They could still beat uh Washington with the backups, but I think McCarthy would then start pulling people when they see and hear that it's it could be fourteen nothing Philly early in that yeah. game.
4: Yep. Yeah. All right, it's so Follow the Money here on VSYN, the Sports Betting Network. If you miss any of the show, if you're just tuning in right now and you miss Josh, you want to hear him, you can go back and listen on your own time. All you have to do is search Follow the Money, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll run down some more of the awards markets that are available beyond Coach of the Year. Who, who's going to win? I have no idea.
1: Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
7: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History class.
3: This is follow the money on VSEN. Winter sports in full swing. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home all the latest lines, odds, and boost. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Great house specials and fun new promotions. Tuesday hockey first goal insurance. Sunday football parlay insurance. Get up there now. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers.
4: I can recall last year when Jamar Chase tracked down and then passed Mac Jones, it's like, oh boy, we thought Mac was gonna win offensive rookie of the year. That we had that one in the bag. Didn't go that way. Chase caught him, won the award. Uh deservedly so. This year, the awards I think at this point, Paul, are still most of them huh. are completely unpredictable with what's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Uh, we did bring up last week on the air. I should have uh, listened to my own advice that Dable was alive at uh, sixteen to one. Never, I never bet him, and now I hate myself for that.
3: Yeah, for well, coach of the year. I it looked like Sirianni had a a stranglehold on it until their their poor performance. I still think if
4: Hertz doesn't get hurt and they win fifteen got, or sixteen well, games, got, I think Sirianni wins the award.
3: Yes, but the Shanahan thing's intriguing now. I mean, that's nine in a row with with the Mister Irrelevant. That's. Well. No matter how you slice it, that that's very impressive. I don't care how much talent they have. Yeah, will they? Well how much credit will voters give that? It's Mr.
4: Relevant. It's their third-string or fourth-string quarterback before the year started and Brock Purdy compared to the overall talent and what the expectations were for the Giants to begin the year. That, that's something that you mm-hmm. need to track, like on Twitter, if anybody's willing to say that, who follows these teams, and, by the way, who has a vote.
3: Yeah. The Peterson, there's two angles. The job he's done to get them back in the mix after they were so bad and Urban Meyer was a disaster, and then that they were so far back just to win the division and to coincide with the Tennessee meltdown and the division on the line Saturday night. that, That guy deserves so much credit because
4: Trevor Lawrence looked lost last year. I get it. He was a rookie because of one of the worst NFL coaches we've ever seen. No hyperbole. That's how bad Urban Meyer was. Never deserved to get that job. And now this year, the turnaround that we've seen from Lawrence—it's been like the last month, five, six weeks. The guy's been awesome. That doesn't yeah. happen if Urban Meyer doesn't get fired. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. he just
3: doesn't. Comeback player of the year is difficult. Uh, McCaffrey had a great game Sunday, but it's too much of the odds are just swinging on who has a good game. I'm with you. I but what's Geno Smith coming back from, right? Yeah. Uh, being a career backup for the most part and, and, a, and a bust. Uh, after being selected by the Jets a long time ago, and I didn't even know if Barkley's gonna gonna play. Well, may how may much, not play. Yeah, right. So he's plus two twenty five. Although that's a great story, and it appears the ship has sailed on Goff. But what what if Goff lights it up and they beat the Packers? I, I think Goff will put up numbers. So uh, people making a case for Danny Dimes too. He well, was terrible last year. Here's the
4: thing: I think there is some credence to that because we made the case for Jared Goff simply because of Geno Smith when he was a nine dollar favorite. So we pointed out weeks ago that if Geno Smith is going to win this award or be talked about like that big of a favorite, why is Jared Goff not actually on the board? Because Smith has never really been good. Goff was good, got bad, is good again. And so if Geno was still there at plus 175, I will buy into people saying, where's Danny Jones? Right? He was never any good. They were going to let him go. Right. They were going to punt on a, the number six pick of yeah. the draft from years ago. Major
3: disappointment. Turnovers. And, yeah. and I will and
4: right. say, and, and I, I win quite a bit to Barkley if he takes down this award. Uh, I will ask people, you know, I would love to ask people with a vote. If you look at McCaffrey, well, did I lose my Barkley bet because he wasn't the guy traded to the 49ers? McCaffrey wasn't going to win that award if the the Panthers didn't trade him. And oh, by the way, look at the running game in Carolina since they traded McCaffrey. It's gotten better. And now he goes to the Niners, Mm -hmm. a loaded roster, and surprise, surprise, he's been great. So you give him the award? Because Barkley didn't get traded to the Niners, come on. Come
3: on. Let's not get silly with this. I think Walker's gonna win offensive rookie of the year because he'll have a good game against the Rams. I think so, yep. But that's that's why people making the case for Purdy. If it's even though it's seven games, but when you don't have a great class and guys getting hurt around him at the right time and Watson's disappeared and Olave's been hurt, who else are you gonna give it to? You're running out of candidates. Right. I think it's probably and down then, to sorry, then Walker yeah. was hurt and but then he he was huge in the win against the Jets. Uh, last week. That's right. I, re- I really think that the it's
4: only down to three people. And I'd like to say only two because I really can't buy into Purdy because of uh the lack of games. But I will include him for the sake of this segment. Uh, I think it's probably down to Walker, Wilson, and Purdy. If I told you right now, now this is a big if, but if Kenneth Walker goes for 100 yards and a touchdown on Sunday, does he win the award? Yeah. I would totally agree. And I don't know if these numbers are reposted after week 18. But there is a chance here. If he if he has a big game, Walker could go from like minus one thirty to minus ten dollars like that. If they repost Mm -hmm. him, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if books will. Okay.
3: Yeah. Very good. So we can tie in the blackjack draft here that we had as well with potential long shots. And I know we were talking about it. I think Monday about do you you want to face the Chargers, and the Chargers could grab the five seed. But and they went uh, with what pick was it? They went with the ninth Ninth pick pick here overall. And do you see the odds at the time? No Green Bay. Of course, why would someone take them? They were 5-8 and eight at the time of the Blackjack tournament when we had the draft.
4: Yeah, it looks like... 40-1
3: uh, to one on the Chargers? Yes, yeah, 40-1. Okay. well, the, So, do you want the five seed? I'd say yes. Beat Denver, and then you play Jacksonville. Well, how about that? I mean, ja- this is a... I might add right church wrong. Pew, Jacksonville could be a tough out. I expect them to beat Dobbs on Saturday night. They're at home. They're hot. And then, remember, they went to Kansas City, did not play well, but still hung around they for were, much of that game. They were in that and game. And had silly turnovers. So I know a lot of people have been saying there's some future tickets on Jacksonville, in Jacksonville in the 50-1 to 1 range. Yeah. What do you think Jacksonville, what do you think their number was
4: weeks ago when they were totally dead and buried? Oh, it was like 11-1 to 1 just to win the division. They, they must have been 500 10 to, 1, to one something like that, yeah. To, to win the Super Bowl. Yes. I bet you they were back then, before Lawrence really picked it up. So would you be, let me ask you this. The longest shot on the board that would not surprise you if they made a run. Let's say they made a run to the title game or okay. the Super Bowl. Would you be? <sighs> would it be Jacksonville? That would not surprise you.
3: I, I'd still be a little bit surprised if they would go to a Kansas City or Buffalo and win. I would too a little. Bit, I, I would yeah. say Chargers. You can't be. There's, you can't be there's, surprised. There's still a lot of talent. Bosa's back. The defense is getting healthy. Yes, exactly. And, you know, right. I mean Herbert. Herbert can be with Herbert. Remember, he hasn't had. He's rarely had Williams and Allen on the field at the same time. That's right. And then you saw how well Eckler played, and it, you have to worry about him too catching the ball and what he can do in the rushing, rushing, rushing game. Eckler's
4: Echler, so. phenomenal, and as long as yeah. that team is uh, healthy on defense with that guy at quarterback, they can go anywhere and win. Staley's going to have to make the right decisions in game, but that I'm I'm definitely afraid of Justin Herbert. How can you not be? Mm-hmm. That guy is so good. Um, you. Oh definitely those two. Certainly the long shots. If the if the I don't know how to say this because the Packers had to beat the Vikings to be alive last week, but if somehow the Vikings would win this week and the Niners would get upset, the Packers would go to Minnesota and win. I just don't I don't think I don't think Rebay can go to San Francisco and win mm-hmm. if they're the 7 going to the 2. It's such a tough matchup for that team. Yeah. But if they were to beat San Francisco, the Packers can go to the Super Bowl. They would knock off maybe the best team in the NFC. Sure they could.
3: I can't see Tampa Bay making a run. Can Dallas uh, All- doesn't qualify what no, the they doing? No, they the one range and are no. not big enough, right? I can't see Tampa, I can't see the Giants. I can't see Green Bay if it's San Francisco in the first round. You know who else I could see? If Lamar Jackson comes back, I could see Baltimore. They're 30 to 1. That's a good defense. That's a really good defense. Yep. Though. I was dead wrong on that. I thought they'd be able to win games. Uh, uh, well, I thought they'd be able to move it through the air with Huntley. It hasn't too. been the case. Yep. And uh, who knows when he's coming back and what he, if he'll be close to 100%, but you have to be. I know the issues he's had in the playoffs. Sure. But if they, they, you get that guy now, a, and I'd love to see round three with Cincinnati and uh, Baltimore yep. in the first round, too.
4: Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, if we're talking about that in a few weeks where Baltimore goes, if Jackson's back and healthy and they're playing in the AFC title game, I'm not yeah. going to, I won't yeah. fall off my couch.
3: And I know Derek Stevens said it the night of the draft. I mean, for the guy who finished in last place in the tournament to grab Baltimore, yeah. that's pretty good. I'd say when, that's when you, really good. When you think about it, I mean, the Lions went ahead of them. Well, the
4: Lions were 150 yeah. to 1 too. Yeah. You know, so and if the Lions were to win on Sunday night, I actually give the Lions a better chance to go to San Francisco than Green Bay. That might sound idiotic, but
3: I I just... I I like their passing game a lot more. Yes. Do some other things. Uh, The defense, defensively, they wouldn't do much, but yeah. yeah,
4: All right, time now for the pro tip of the hour. TC moved from a 14 to 12 and a half point underdog. Both underdogs with line moves in their favor are 8-3 ATS this year. National title teams in this scenario are 6-2 ATS courtesy of Josh Applebaum. That's the pro tip for this hour. We do one every hour on VSN across every show, so that means at least twenty every day. And they're available for VSIN Pro subscribers only at VCN.com where you can sort them by sport and by show. Yeah, I'm a little uh I missed that one. I I would take TCU plus fourteen. I
3: mean it's easy to say now because the number has moved. But, well, people are going to disrespect them the whole year until they finally win the title.
2: Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, they're not
3: good. Nah, it's a fluke. You're not good. You're winning close games. Yeah. Backup quarterback. Okay, well, you're yeah. the championship. Golf handicapper extraordinaire,
4: Indy Jeff Seely, makes his return to the show up next. Nothing better to kick off the season with the PGA outright. Who does he like? We'll find out coming up.